In the headlines this evening, as you may know, last week the Constitutional Court ruled in favor of the Bavenda Princess, Princess Masindi. The Constitutional Court dismissed an application for leave to appeal lodged by the Vendor King Mpepo Ramabulana. The Supreme Court of Appeal had reviewed and set aside a decision recognizing him as king. And this is pending the determination of legal proceedings over the fight for the throne and the rightful heir to the throne. And we are reading today that actually uh, this battle is far from over. To help us better understand the dynamics within the Bavenda kingdom and the, the kingship is Mr. Tsisie Nechitomboni strategic advisor to Princess Masindi. Mr. Nechitomboni, thank you so much for your time this evening. Could you give us a little background to this case and how it actually even ended up in the courts? Thank you very much and good evening. Um, I think we need to go back to 2012 when the legal team for Masindi, Princess Masindi lodged a review application at the Tambo High Court. They did so after they've realized that uh, uh, the royal family uh, council took a decision to identify Tonimpe uh, Pramabrana as the king of the Rwanda people, and subsequently the president, based on that decision, took a decision to recognize Tonimpe Pramabrana as the king. Now, that review application was lodged, and uh, it struggled to make it to the court uh, because there were a lot of uh, preliminary issues that had to be dealt with. But, uh, however, towards 2016 and 2017, uh, when the league team realized that uh, the president has organized Tony Pepu, and they were planning to inaugurate him to complete the process of recognition, that's when uh, the legal team approached the high court and interdicted and said, look, we have lodged a review application here, so you can't go ahead and, and, and uh, inaugurate him before this decision is made by the court. Um, so it, the process was halted, but Judge uh, Mahova reversed that interdict, and that's when the legal team uh, of Masindi uh, approached the Supreme Court of Appeal, petitioned it, and the matter was taken to, to, to Bloemfontein. The Supreme Court of Appeal then set aside the decision of the Royal Family Council to recognize, to identify uh, to name people and recommend him to the president. And it also set aside the decision by the president to do the same. And the, but the mistake that the Supreme Court of Appeal did was to do some, what they call in the Spain, Order, which meant that Donin Pepu then continues to remain in the seat, uh, whereas they have already found that his sitting on the position was unconstitutional, unlawful, and invalid. Now, we, the legal team could have appealed that by then, but felt that, look, uh, it's, it's not that significant because it will just further delay. But the SCA has referred the matter back to Toyambo to look at the review as originally submitted by the Masindi Peto Legal Team. When the Toyambo High Court gave the date to say, now we are ready to review, 
Then the Donimpe Brahma Bolana team petitioned the constitutional court. Their intention was that Sando can continue, because they will plead that no, but we have submitted a review to the constitutional court. Indeed, Sando uh, could not continue, and the matter had to be heard from the constitutional court, so which was part of the delaying tactic. However, the constitutional court upheld uh, the setting aside both uh, by the SCA, but however questioned uh, why the SCA uh, granted a staying order. And the, 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 the constitutional court said uh, to grant a stay order prejudiced to Princess Masindi, an unlawful act which is invalid cannot continue. Uh, and they didn't understand why the SCA reached that decision. And therefore, they then set it aside, which meant effectively that Tony can no longer continue as uh, acting king sitting in that position. So- but of significance was the order to say the presidency must pay all the legal costs because in any way they are the one who started this whole process. So That's where we are now. So as we speak right now, is King Mpepo Rabula the king? Ramabula. Ramabulana, sorry. Is he the king right now, Ramabulana? Look, that has been set aside by the court. But what people do outside, they can act in content of the court, we don't know. Uh, we are told that uh, there has been uh, meetings of the Royal uh, Family Council that deliberating a number of options. Uh, they communicated and they said that like, he's still the king. That's another matter which the princess legal team will have to evaluate and see if that will be in contempt of the decision and probably take a, a decision to, 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 or take it to the court to say this man is, is in contempt of uh, the constitutional court uh, decision. And we know what happens when you are in contempt of the constitutional court decision as president. So, so that's, that's the position now. Right. So if he is not king right now, according to this uh, ruling, who then sits on the throne? Uh, is it empty? Or is there going to be an acting king? Look, the, that's, that's what the, uh, the Royal Family Council uh, should ponder about. Uh, ours is not to, to, to get involved in how they, they, they resolve the mess they've created. Ours is to say, because we've begun filing for preparing for the for to get the matter enrolled in the Tambo High Court. Uh, we can't certainly help them to say do it this way, do it that way. All we want is that they must recognize the fact that Princess Masini should be the queen. And all we can advise them is say do a humble submission and uh, allow the process because if they want to do the uh, right by now, they will simply approach us, talk to the legal teams and uh, they agree that they're withdrawing all their opposition. And then they uh, submit an, uh, 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 an affidavit, and the court will then make the agreement, court judgment, and then we inaugurate Princess Masindi. So that's all we can advise them. Otherwise, the rest of how they get themselves out of the quagmire uh, is really up to, up to the royal family, and uh, will only watch from a distance. However, uh, the princess, uh, again, will always say that. Uh, she hopes for a, an amicable resolution of the matter. And uh, I think uh, as time goes on, there will always be efforts on the side to try and uh, communicate with the royal family to say, can't we bury the hardships now and uh, do the right thing and uh, save time and resources fighting it out in the court of law. 
Mr. Nechitomboni, let's pause for a moment. And, and when we return, if you could take us through what ought to be happening, how the succession ought to be taking place within the Bavenda nation. It is exactly 7.51. We're in conversation with the strategic advisor of Princess Masendi and uh, Mr. Nechitomboni. He'll talk us through how the succession planning and the appointment of a king or a queen is supposed to happen within the Bavenda nation. We'll be right back. Thank you for staying with us this evening. This is Metro FM Talk. Why don't you send us your voice note on the stories that you find interesting that matter to you. The number is 079-191-4270. Under the spotlight in the headlines today, the controversy around the Bavenda throne. A constitutional court has ruled that the uh, Royal Council has to be reconfigured and uh, the election of a regent then needs to uh, take place. We are in conversation with Mr. Nechitomboni, who is strategic advisor to Princess Masindi. Mr. Nechitomboni, talk to us about the issue of succession, how it is supposed to happen, and why there is controversy between whether it is Tony Ramabulana or Princess Masindi who are supposed to be the, the regents. Succession uh, traditionally is, is, is done through customary law and customs. And uh, in South Africa, uh, customary law and customs have to also comply to the constitutional supremacy, the supremacy of the Constitution. So while we were in Bloemfontein, this matter was explored on the jurisdiction of the court over the royal family. And uh, what came out is that... Uh, Customary law application and customs will 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 will, will happen in insofar as they do not contradict the constitution. That's part one. Now, within the the, the vendor custom and customary law, and the generally within African customs, uh, the the child of the king succeeds the king. Now. What happened here is that in 1997, when Masindi was only five, her father passed on. But because of age, she couldn't uh, ascend to the throne. When her father was installed, uh, the tradition is that uh, there should be a Ndumi with a regent. And uh, by virtue of being a Ndumi, you are permanently barred from becoming a king. So, and that's not only found in gender culture. Most Africans do that. So, because the fear is that if you have ambition to be a king and you are the closest person, then you're going to kill this person in order for you to become a king. So once you are nominated to be in Rumi, you will never be king. And then there's a Kazi who also uh, comes to the picture, who advises the king. So, when in paper, I'm a brana, I mean, there are photos which shows him sitting next to the Mbanyik as in Rumi. So by that mere fact that he was a Ndomi, he's not supposed to be king, whatever happens. Now, when Martin came of age, I think the Zabo Commission came to recognize the fact that the Vela people did have a kingdom, and it was supposed to go further to recognize which family. It, in fact, it did recognize that the Pebrama Brana are the ones who must produce a king. It was supposed to recognize who then assists to the throne. 
But the royal family then took a decision to say, because she's a woman, and the, the Makazi is heard in audio saying, this is London, I was general side, so the woman cannot ascend to power. And they said, because of that, she cannot ascend. And therefore, they are turning the tradition upside down now and making Dumi a king. So that is where all things broke loose, and that is why the matter was taken on review. So customary law, uh, those who have studied it, will, they will know that it doesn't allow that to happen. Uh, the SCA tasked the traditional house uh, in Limpopo to investigate, amongst others, whether Ndumi can be king. And it found out that no, Ndumi can never be king. Whether it's a Kiso wife is the one who must bear a child who must ascend to power, it said yes. And whether Matindi's mother is a, is a Zekiso wife, and that is also going to be ventilated in court. So that is how, that is how, how what, what is said. I mean, I come from a village called Vondwe. When I was born, I found a, 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 a female leader, Guman Rambub. And I, I, it was never a surprise that uh, a woman can be a Bamsanda or can be a king. We, we grew up knowing that that's possible. But we were shocked to hear that the royal council that a woman cannot ascend to power. This is London. So the practice has been there, and uh, it can be compared to other African uh, uh, cultures. You'll find that that's, that's a very well-known principle uh, uh, practice. And, and, and so uh, why, why then, Mr. Nechitomboni, would the Royal Council, who's supposed to really be the custodian of you know, tradition and the, the, the regal royal um, you know, culture and norms, be the ones to come up saying that a woman uh, cannot be, be, be king? Well, that's what you say, woman king. Wouldn't you, say, wouldn't you say woman queen? Yeah, a queen. Well, that's what we're asking ourselves, uh, and we can only speculate. Uh, but what the uh, the court said, or the court said that uh, the constitution of uh, the Royal Family Council uh, was not done in terms of the, the Framework Act. So it looks like uh, the region, realizing that uh, you, uh, the decision won't favor him, co-opted his friends and put them in the Royal Family Council, and they delegated the authority for them to decide who must be king. So and that is what... The court has said part of it, of, of them dismissing, uh, uh, setting aside, is because that was not properly constituted. So, look, we will never rule out the possibility of manipulation of processes. It happens everywhere. And the Royal, royal Family Council are not immune from that uh, manipulation. There are people like anybody, every, everyone, so they are capable of uh, taking wrong decisions. And that is why in a constitutional democracy, such decisions must be reviewed through the courts of law. And uh, I think you, this decision has shown that the court will intervene. They will respect the, the, judici- the, the authority of the Royal Family Council, but where they take administrative decisions which are unfair and prejudicial, which produces others, they become reviewable by the courts of law. So they're not above the law. Nobody's above the law. And they, they will always be reviewable, and the court will set aside their decisions, given the facts before it. And, and what are the time frames here now that nobody really does sit on, on the throne? Uh, you are advocating and the Supreme Court of um, Appeal and the Constitutional Court has said that Princess Masindi does indeed uh, stand to be on the throne, that she cannot be discriminated against by virtue of being a woman. What then are the next steps here and what are the timelines that we are looking at? Well, the, the next steps have already begun. Uh, the legal team is at work. 
I think by next week uh, the princess will be signing the necessary documents that must be submitted to the High Court of Toyambu so that the matter is put on the roll. Uh, as to when they're going to put it on the roll, uh, it's a matter that depends on the registrar of the High Court, but uh, it should be reasonable, it should be within reasonable time. So I do not think by, by June next year, I think the matter might be on the roll by March, April, May, and uh, uh, then it will be ventilated. But one thing for sure that we expect is that uh, there will be a lot of standing blocks. We are used to this uh, kind of delay tactics and the Stalingrad tactics. Remember, the matter was first enrolled in 2012, and they, it, they were tactics. Um, the taking of the matter to the constitutional court was not necessarily because they felt that it was the case, but it was to make sure that the date of the review that was set for April this year should not be able to hear the merits. So to disturb that, they rushed the constitutional court just to make sure that that matter is not ventilated in court. So those are the tactics that we have observed and we are aware of. But unfortunately, uh, they are they are they are catered for within the legal system. We'll leave it at that uh, for this evening, Mr. Nechi Tomboni, the strategic advisor to Princess Masindi. Uh, certainly, the issue um, at hand far from over. The, the, the throne of the Mpepo Ramabulana royal family and the ruling there by the Constitutional Court that Princess Masindi cannot be disregarded as the rightful heir to the throne by virtue of being a woman. It's exactly two minutes after eight o'clock on Metro FM Talk. Let's hear from you. The number is 79 4270 It is exactly three minutes after eight o'clock on Metro FM Talk. Do continue to send us your tweets at Life with Tommy and at Metro FM SA. It's three minutes after eight o'clock as we focus now on the community. And, and the story that we'll lead with this evening is one that um, I discussed earlier on the issue of security, specifically in primary schools. Now, security or even high schools, really, uh, security has now been tightened at a Mayfair school following the alleged kidnapping of an 11-year-old grade 5 learner. Security there is said to have been tightened at the E.P. Bowman Primary School in Mayfair, Johannesburg. This is after a learner was allegedly kidnapped this morning. It is understood that the 11-year-old grade 5 learner was abducted by a group of armed men while waiting in line to be sanitized outside the school. So you, you can see how strategic this is. It wasn't about abducting any child, but it was about abducting this particular child. There were several other children in that line, but this group of men went for this one particular grade five learner. This incident, you will remember, comes literally hot off the heels of the kidnapping of the, the Moti brothers. And they were on their way to school in Limpopo last month and Gratefully, thankfully, they have now been returned home and are safe with their family. And they were released after three weeks. We still don't have much information regarding um, the, the, the kidnapped uh, child, but as soon as that becomes available, we certainly will be keeping you abreast of that. SABC's Hasina Gori visited the school. Let's listen in. <laughs> 